1: Yay, I'm back. I feel like I've been doing a lot of travel lately. Tell me about it. So, well, first, hey, BA listeners. How you are? How you been? If you're new, welcome. Pull up a seat. Um, Well, I don't know. You know, I just got back from Australia and then I went to Arizona for a special gathering of West Africans. West African Voltron, to be fully correct.
2: I thought I felt an electric current go through the universe this weekend. And I was like, what's happening? And then I saw your Instagram, and I was like, oh, it's the future power of Nigerian Americans
1: in the Grand
2: Canyon or wherever the hell you guys were.
1: Yeah, we were in Sedona um, and um, and, uh, Phoenix. So it was Nigerians. Well, Nigerians, Ghanaians, I think there's someone who's Cameroonian. So just like a... Uh, a group of dope West African You said who was Cameroonian?
2: No, I said, ooh, I don't I'd never met anyone from Cameroon. Cameroon. I would I had to think backwards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like what would a Cameroonian be called? Um yeah, so honestly the group started because I believe so um a friend of mine Lovey from Awesomely Lovey, many of you probably know her. She's so a New York Times bestseller, blogger, and just all around badass.
0: Did she get her sticker? She did,
1: you know, after, yeah. And I'm so glad she made that fuss because she got the sticker and the new, her book, um, I'm Judging You, which is a New York Times bestseller again. Um, she It's in hardback now, so it's available, like, wherever books are sold. Oh, are you kidding me? So.
2: Um, She did the reverse. So she started out paperback and then went hardcover. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. And I'm not sure why, I like, how that works. But, yeah, so she apparently went to, um, I guess met a whole bunch of dope folks at like some event a couple years back, and they stayed connected because they were the few brown people that were there, and they all happened to be West African at some exclusive like, you know, like conference or something, like a invite-only conference, and she was like, you know, we should all connect, and then um, they did, and they started kind of inviting their friends in, so Lovey actually invited me, and then the other folks who she was at that conference with started inviting their friends. And before you knew it, know it, we started kind of like a a chat like WhatsApp. Um, And before it was just kind of like, you know, just group chat. Um, But now it's really starting to evolve. And so I'm excited because, um, but I didn't really know what half the people did. I just knew that they seemed fun and, and dope. And, you know, I think I had done an initial Google search, you know, on some of them like, Oh, well, who's that? Oh, who's that? Oh, wow. And then after a while, I was like, I just stopped. I'm like, ah, they just started cool in the group. And so, you know, we, um, a few months back, um, someone was like, we should really, I think, you know what it was? We all met up at Essence Fest or like a large chunk of us were either speaking or participating in some way at Essence Fest. And so we all had like lunch and um, we all went to like concert and backstage. And we just had a really good time together. And we started thinking like, we should really make this a deeper connection. And so three of the um, young women from the group Um, Opal, Funa and Justina, they, um, they put together this wave summit and it was dope. The house was amazing. I mean, like MTV Cribs amazing. I've even people who were like in the group who, who run in circles with fancy folks were like, whoa, this house was amazing. It was so amazing. I didn't even feel comfortable. I was like, what is this? This is like a set, you know? um and so it was beautiful and it was set right in the mountains so you could see all the red mountains and uh and we spent a lot of time just like talking to getting getting to know one another and figuring out how we can help each other and just like hanging out and connecting honestly it was really dope it's it's crazy to be among um high achievers and to see what that looks like mixed with different personalities you know because everyone here is like a super high achiever honestly I kept thinking to myself why am I here I feel like a freshman for all these seniors you know <laughs> mm-hmm. um and that was nice too it was nice to kind of just sit back in awe and just be like what she's the one who made what her business S- is doing what this one is doing what you know so I just kept being like what
2: so y'all like rent oh sorry no go ahead Y'all like, so basically it's like a group trip. You rent a, like an Airbnb or like a house.
1: Yeah. It was an Airbnb, but it was a super fancy Airbnb. Yeah. So just to like get to know each other and figure out what do we want to do with this? Like, you know, this tremendous power we have, you know, no, I'm just, but yeah. So it was honestly, it was really awesome. Love it. yeah, I learned some really great lessons just about balance and harmony and that I used to always think like, well, once I get to a certain level, certain I won't have certain issues anymore, like certain, like, I'll figure out balance and I'll figure out how to make everything work and I won't still be worried about messing up and yeah, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, like, so just to see what it looked like from, I don't want to say the top because everybody's still striving, but to kind of see what it looked like from like, to me, extreme achievement and to see, like, to learn that I have to learn how to manage the emotion of expectation and and not getting everything I want or whatever now because just because I achieve more that those feelings don't go away. So to see it in folks like that, like no, you just better figure out how to manage it now because that the more you achieve, the more you want to achieve, and the more you're gonna mess up, and the more you're gonna be unsure. of Certain things that that never really goes away. It's just human. So it was really nice to see that. I was like, I was telling Drina, um, she didn't come with me, but I was just telling when I got home, like. We need some some more like real life in person friends. Not to say the waves are not my friends, but you know what I mean. Like folks that you connect to regularly, like you know that aside from us who are um, growing a business because it's 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 a weird space because you don't know sometimes how you're doing. You know what I mean? Like when I had a a job, you know, and I was a teacher, it was clear there were these clear markers of like okay the kids can read and i'm here on time and my lesson plans are done but when you work for yourself sometimes i'm like out here floating and i don't know how i'm doing honestly i'm like am i doing good i don't know i mean because money is not a is not a good enough um like um measuring stick because sometimes you will randomly make money and you're like yeah i didn't that was a mistake but okay you know mm-hmm. and so and sometimes too. Um, you know, you will be busting your behind and it won't work. So it's like, uh, it's, it's the feedback for, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes it's difficult to gauge where am I and how am I doing? And because you can get so much in the weeds that you feel like, am I doing well? You know, because I don't know what it looks like from the outside. And even still, just because it looks good from the outside doesn't mean it's really good on the inside. So it's it was just nice to kind of like um, look at, like, you know, it's almost like, it was like looking in like, an mirror, even if it was an advanced mirror of like, oh okay, so you know I can kind of see w- what it looks like and kind of like what my my markers and my goals are, you know. Mm. Yeah, so that was cool about it. So what did you do this weekend? I saw you in that pool. Oh,
2: oh I I had some self <laughs> <I saw. laughs> to, to, oh, care. Took care of cool. maybe this weekend. That place was amazing. Yeah, my friends are so nice, and there's this massive like. Just I don't know this huge spa type facility that I passed. I just drove by it one day in Jersey, um, in Edgewater. If you're familiar with that area, and I was like, I want to see what's in there. And I mentioned it in passing to one of my girlfriends. And then for my birthday, a bunch of my my little group of friends got together and got me a gift card. And it just kind of like sat forever. And finally this weekend, I was like, I'm going. Yeah. And it was magical. Like I mean. When you talk about spending money on an experience where you feel like that was worth all the pennies, um, it was only seventy-five. It was seventy-five dollars, but you get access to just endless rooms of different like saunas and um hot tubs and uh mm. cold pools and warm pools and pools outside and pools inside and comfy chairs you can just recline in and look at the view and i mean like wait, wait wait hold on like,
1: hold on what is the name of the spot and how far is edgewater from jersey city
2: <laughs> it's only it's like 30 minute 20 20 30 minute drive from jersey city <gasps> Um, yeah, you have, you have to go, you have to go, um, take a friend. I just went with a, I just went with a good, my best, my best girlfriend, um, who she like runs, she loves the spa and she took me one time to like one of those janky bathhouses in the city in Manhattan. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ever coming back here. Like, cause it's like in the basement and it's, you know, it's New York, so you can't fit a big spa. So they're like, they're leaking and you don't know where all the web, the water is coming from. And you're like. There's randos, you know, sitting in the spa next to you and the sauna next to you. And I wasn't sure if I was ever going to go back. But this place was like spectacular. So clean. The women and men are separate for the in the um, like the pools and saunas area. And then there's like a communal area. And then there's there's like four different levels and they have restaurant. They have a smoothie bar. And
1: I think my friend Cabral told me about this place. Like this sounds like like something
2: Cabral will do.
1: Yeah, because he's
2: very fancy. <laughs> you <laughs> you can so like you get like the day pass is what we did. Day pass just gets you access to all of the 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 spas, the saunas, whatever. But if you want like special treatments, that's extra, like massages and things like that. Um, but those looked amazing. Um, but it was just such a nice day, and I had a I had like a really busy weekend, and I don't know. I just it was it was awesome. Would four stars. We'll go back. Sojo Spa Club. If you're listening. Um, you know give me a discount next time <laughs> you're welcome mm, yeah it was yes. awesome yeah it was a really nice weekend and uh i don't know about i don't know about you but before the holidays i feel like work gets more and more intense because i feel yeah. like i was working this weekend because i wanted to get ahead of the short week and i am just like i feel like i am skidding across the finish line just i'm just i feel like i'm not going to relax until i get on the flight to atlanta tomorrow night uh, i'm just going to like power through these next two days but i am ready because I cannot wait for my dad's cornbread stuffing. I have Oh, been...
1: wow. Ooh, that sounds delicious.
2: I can't wait. This is my first time back in Atlanta for Thanksgiving in like nine years, I think. I don't think I've been back since college. Yeah. It's wow. been a long really? time. You mean
1: like in, in general Atlanta or you mean just for the holidays? For, like
2: the, for the specific Thanksgiving holiday. Okay. Yeah. Which is my favorite food holiday. I've, like, I've gone back the week before and like two weeks later, but I haven't been back on the actual holiday since college, so...
1: My mom just texted me yesterday was like, so yeah, Thanksgiving, I'm not
2: cooking. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) It's canceled.
0: (laughs) I was like,
1: wait, what? She was like, meanwhile, who taught her how to group text? Talking about I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, mommy, like, that's something you tell people like the week before so we
2: can like, we can like work out.
1: She was like, oh, I'll figure it out. So, and I still expect everybody to be at the house with food in hand. So I was like, wait. I don't have the time to figure out. So I call my favorite soul food spot. I'm like, so how much does a full Thanksgiving dinner cost? (laughs) And they were like 105 bucks. I'm like, what does that come with? They're like a full turkey and five sides. And I think like a dessert. I was like, really? For 105 bucks? So I told my sisters, everybody have 25 bucks. And they said, yes. I'm like, well, Thanksgiving is back on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what are you going to eat, Miss Vegan?
1: I know, um, sides, honestly. Um, Likely just some sides. And my mom, even though she said she's not cooking, she's going to cook. Like my mom cannot help but cook. She just means she doesn't want to do the huge overhaul. She'll Mm -hmm. probably make like, like, because Nigerians, we tend to have a lot of vegetable dishes. So like she'll probably make like two or three of those or whatever. She just doesn't want to do like the rooter to the
2: tutor, you know? I hear that. I hear that. And I feel like Thanksgiving should be a potluck. Like everyone sort of bring like yeah, the host does the turkey and the main sides, like a pumpkin pie and the stuffing and stuff. But then everyone else brings stuff. That's what makes it so much fun. At least like in my fam.
1: Yeah, no, I told everyone, you know, bring your twenty five bucks and then bring whatever side or dessert you're gonna bring. So we Mm -hmm. should we always have way more than we need, but at least like I know that the main stuff is done, you know? So I'm like, okay.
2: My dad. Speaking of more than you need, my every year, at least when I was growing up, I, he probably still does this. Um, but every year after Thanksgiving, he takes he like wraps up plates of leftover food and he'll just go under the highway overpasses. I mean, oh. male privilege, right? Um, and just drop, drop off bags to homeless people. Um, he used to take me with him, and I'd be like, "Oh, Dad, no, I don't want." To. But you know, you grow up, you start to respect your parents' quirky habits. Yeah, um, no, that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm really excited. And then, it, and it start. I'm starting to feel like Christmas time. I'm already having the argument with my f- siblings. Like, are we going to do gifts? No, we're not going to do gifts. Someone wants to do gifts. Somebody wants to do white elephant. Like, we're going through that whole situation right now. But any day now, Christmas time. Yeah,
1: I think we're gonna do. We, um, I signed up for the one that you suggested last year, draw names or something.
2: Yeah, there, yeah. there's a bunch of those like name drawing sites.
1: I love it I honestly like it until you like shared that site. So for those of you who are like what's that? So Mandy told me about the site last year. I think it was I think it was originally called Secret Santa or something but it ends up really being the site called drawnames.com, totally free. So if you do like that kind of the gift exchange where you choose one person out of a group and that kind of thing, it's great cuz you put in your budget like whatever it is, like the gift can't be more than $25 and then everyone puts in their name and their email and like three gifts or whatever that they'd like. Um, so you've got to choose. And then the thing, the the program or the website for free will send you your person. Like, you've got Karen and here's the three things she'd like and here's the general budget. Like So you'll put, pick a budget overall for everyone. So it's awesome because my sisters and I used to do it every year anyway, but we would literally pick names out of a bowl and then I would always forget. Like, wait, who's my person? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so every year I forget. And so I just remember because Draw Name just actually emailed me. Like, it's that time of year again. I was like, look at Draw Name.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. that's So very good marketing. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then, too, it's so awesome, it could say, um, you could actually put in there, um, make sure you don't get the person from last year. You're like, look at Draw Name. I don't even remember who I had last year. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited to see, like, my niece, my nephew, my mom, my dad, my sisters. And, of course, hubby's going to come. And then we're going to – my mom always has an early dinner, like three I don't know why, and then we're gonna to go to his sister's afterwards and spend, the, you know, spend the rest of the evening
2: there. Oh, the blended holiday! I blended. know
1: it's weird.
2: I was selfish this year for Thanksgiving. I was like, I'm not seeing any other family. I just want to see my immediate family. I'm not like, cause you know, as like I don't know, growing up, I was always going to like different houses and different things, and it's just I just want to park it and just be somewhere and not have to be in traffic driving um all over the city but for christmas we are doing first of all wire flights to minneapolis like nine hundred dollars for two people ridiculous i don't know you're not are you not you're not traveling for christmas are you no all my favorite New jersey man i'm telling christmas on a weekend is the worst because like first you have the the first whammy of like it's the holidays so tickets are always more expensive but i think the fact that it falls on a weekend just made everything so much more expensive like last year, I bought tickets to visit my mom for Christmas, and they were less than three hundred dollars each. And this year, it was four fifty a piece. Mm. So I was like, yeah, "And I could have gone to Europe, but um, yeah, right. I guess I'll go to Minneapolis <laughs> instead. Yeah, <laughs> ouch, ouch, ouch. And then they got those basic economy seats, which they don't even like. Do you have you ever gotten basic economy by accident? Yes. It's the worst. You can't bring a carry on. Like you don't get to choose your seat. Um, I don't think it's guaranteed a
1: middle. You're like, they're like, Oh, you're guaranteed a middle. And I'm like, honestly, the airlines are trash. And they're getting trashier by the day. So
2: pray for me. Right.
1: (laughs) I know. It's like, uh, because you look and you're like, so wait, there's actually lower than low. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Guaranteed middle. Guaranteed no outlet. Guaranteed, like,
2: guaranteed like to board last so everyone yes, can just, um, you know, watch everyone go before you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm done. I'm like, okay, I'll spend the extra 40 bucks to not feel like second rate, third rate, <laughs> fifth rate. Right, no <laughs> yeah. Holidays. What else is happening? Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are having a baby. Another one. Another one. Um, They're allowed to have as many as they want.
1: Yeah, no, I love that because I know <laughs> that they were having a hard time before, you know?
2: Oh, I remember that. Yeah. When she like yeah. cried, she had a, didn't, wait, she used to have a TV show or something and she like cried talking about, um, what, what how did they do it? Were they like doing in vitro or something? I forget.
1: I think so. And honestly, they, she just was having such a hard time. I remember she talked about that. Everyone was like, when are you guys going to have kids? And she said that it would always break her heart because they were trying. And, you know, people think like, well, you don't have kids. You know, sometimes it's because you you just don't want kids, but sometimes there are literally women who've been trying for years. So when you're like, so you and your husband are not going to have kids, you're like, oh, thanks, because, you know, uh, I've been trying, but for some reason I'm not able. Mm -hmm. So like, especially now that I'm like older now that we're trying and we're having a hard time that like i'm more sensitive to that because you know it seemed like such an innocent question I'm like oh are you guys gonna have kids what are you waiting on like
2: oh <sighs> and it's the holidays coming up so you know any any single women out there this <sighs> is this is our dreaded i mean i just said our but <laughs> you're dreaded <laughs> it was mine too last year it was what's the wedding coming up what you got planned it's always something yes. now it's are you gonna have a baby when are you gonna have a baby yeah um just women in general man i'm like can you talk to my husband here's his phone number he's right over there on the couch go go ask him (laughs) these questions oh awkward family awkward family holiday talks exactly that's exciting for them
1: no it is exciting for them and i'm happy for her i'm just glad my mom started to cut out because we used to do these huge family gatherings where it was like whose house it was like maybe five families we would rotate houses but the last couple of thanksgiving it's been really small which i like it's just literally my sisters my mom my dad and then sometimes an auxiliary friend that somebody might bring or like, you know, like a random husband or so, but it's been really intimate and just nice, you know? Mm.
2: I love yeah, it. it. Small you know, and cozy and no exact, randos.
1: Exactly. Cause that means it, it it means that it's less, there's less likely to be, not that we ever have drama, but less likely to have those awkward, none of your business questions.
2: Yeah, totally. <laughs> I then, thought the, yeah. <laughs> you could just play them Tracy Ellis Ross's speech from the glamour the glamour women of the uh, what was it women of the year awards did yeah. you see her we, no
1: drina went which i was so jelly but whatever
2: uh, you guys getting all the fun stuff but um she well you can you can from the comfort of your own home you can watch the clip of tracy ellis at ross's speech she gave a speech basically on just that like she's 45 doesn't have a husband doesn't have kids and how she like she's talking about basically how she came to terms with that and what she tells people when they question her but uh yeah, I imagine that's really frustrating, especially when like, you know, in her speech, she's like, I know I haven't done these two things, baby and marriage, but I have done like a million other things. What? Right? You know,
1: why does that become the qualifier? Like, you know, it's so weird because it's like before, you know, I got married, it was like, oh, oh, you build a six figure and a seven figure business. Oh, especially after being a preschool teacher and lo- losing your job. Oh, those things are good, you know. And like, you got married, oh my God, you got married. Oh my, I'm like, <laughs> totally. really? Because that was way easier than everything else.
2: Totally. Like-
1: <laughs> and it's so crazy. And I feel like, you know, if I'm blessed to get pregnant, which of course it's such a blessing and I know people are going to be excited, but it's not something where, it's not like, aside from, you know, the regular stuff, there's nothing I can do about my body deciding whether or not it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I can... I can, I can put in work to make the budget needs to be successful, but, and I mean, I can do my best as far as the baby's concerned, but ultimately my body's going to do my, what my body's going to do. So it's so disheartening that that's like, you're like, you get a gold shiny medal. You're a real woman now, you know, like, Mm. you know, that part is frustrating because you're like, girl, that's why I share with you guys about like the fibroids and like the trying and because, you know. It's not easy. And so there might be a woman that you know and you're like, Well, why don't you have any kids? And meanwhile, she's like, Thanks, I had a miscarriage yesterday, but
0: okay. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. No,
1: you know? And so yeah, it's not easy at all.
0: Hey BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm.
1: So are you ready to boost or break? Brown boost, brown break. What you gonna do? Are you ready? I'm ready. Born ready. Well, I I think I'm going to take a break from the whole Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if there's something you're kind of squatting on, like, oh, I've been wanting this hairdryer or this vacuum cleaner or whatever. But I feel like the marketers are winning and you're getting stuff that you're like, I don't really need or I don't really want or, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like I'm just taking a break because I, I asked my husband last night. Oh, my husband. That's always sounds, it still sounds crazy. Does it still sound crazy to you, my husband, when you say it?
2: It sounds a lot less awkward than saying fiance. Like fiance, okay. I felt like, ah, oh, fiance. <laughs> I don't know. Like if so anyway, pretentious, I don't know. But I honestly say husband. It's really weird. I should probably not say that. But I, I started saying husband and I just thought uh, I can't stop. <laughs> you
1: know, but yeah, whenever I say husband, I'm always like, Wait who? Oh my god, him right there. Um so yeah, so I was asking him what did you what do you want for, you know, Christmas? And he was like, Honestly, I just wanna be happy. And I'm like, okay, aside from that. And he was like, honestly, he wants a stereo system, but he was like, I don't want to get it here where we are because I want when we get to the house that we install one specifically for the house. So I said, okay, so that's not something, you know, that I'm going to get. And then for um, Supergirl, I mean, I don't think she wants anything super techie. I feel like that um, Black Friday and Cyber Money are great times to get deals on like, tech items or, like, a big-ticket item, and she's pretty easy. Honestly, for some reason, she's really into doll babies right now. Like, she wasn't when she was younger, and now she's, like, American Girl, you know, or whatever the equivalent is at Target and, like, doll baby clothes. She's 11, so, she knows she's still in that age, and so she's super easy. Honestly, I could spend, like, 50 bucks at Target and rack up, and she'd be like, oh, my God, you know? So other than that, I just feel like there's nothing really – like, I don't have anything – even for myself, there's no tech gadget that I kind of want, so I don't really have any plans on spending any, buying anything on Cyber Monday or um, on Black Friday, but I just want to take a break from it or maybe a pause and make sure that you are going to get something for Black Friday or Cyber Monday. You're not just getting stuff because you're just getting it, you know? Like, yeah. You know, like, make your list. So one thing I do do for, for the holiday season is I kind of make a list of, like, everyone I'm potentially going to get gifts for, and then I kind of map out like, oh, I'll likely get her this and him this and then that. Just so, and then I kind of write down how much each item is going to cost. So I have a basic working budget. So I'm not like, because one thing I've never had is credit card debt after the holiday seasons, like ever, ever, you know, because I'm like, well, one of my sisters will get something we're not getting all felt for because we have that draw names. I have a niece and nephew now, but he's two and she's seven months. So literally I can give them a lollipop and they're like, yay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I have a godson. He's two as well. So, I mean, you know, their gifts would be like 10 bucks maybe because they have so many toys already. So, and I might not even give them a gift, honestly, or something really inexpensive and then put money in there. I have, I have accounts for all of them. Um, and so, and my parents are fairly easy.
2: Um, like but, savings accounts or like a IRA?
1: Yeah, so I'm trying to decide what to do, because they're still really young. I'm trying to figure out where to put their money. I want to ask my financial advisor, like, okay, I give them $100 um, um, for each year that they're born on their birthday. So it's I have an account for Supergirl, my niece, my nephew, and my godson. So that's four kids. And so for Supergirl, when she turns 11, I put $1,100 in her account. My nephew turned two, $200. And then they get 50 bucks a month.
2: That's going to be expensive.
1: I know. I don't even know why I started it like that, but whatever.
2: (laughs) So when she turns 21.
1: (laughs) Yes. But you know what, though? I want it really for by the time. I mean, not forever and ever. I don't know when I'm going to stop it. Maybe when maybe when she turns 21 and then. But I'm trying to figure out, like, is it for college or what is it going to be? But I, you know, I've been consistently like putting money toward it to decide. But I'm trying to figure out where's the best place to put it. Because I feel like obviously a savings account isn't it but I also don't want to put it in a, in a um a 501 no, what is that the 501?
2: 529 plan.
1: Yes, which is the college savings plan because I don't know what college is going to be like in 10 years. yeah And I don't want to lock their money into a um, into a plan that they get penalized if it's not used for certain things, you
2: know? Yeah, 529 plans it can only be used for college expenses. Although you can transfer it to other people like another niece or nephew or like a relative or something, but why not just, um, like have their parent open a custodial IRA for them?
1: I was thinking that like, I, that was something that I was thinking that that might be the, the, the way to put it in a custodial IRA so it can grow and then it can be used. Now, if it's a custodial IRA with like a regular IRA or does it, is it, do they have to wait for it to fully mature until they're like retirement age in order to not have a, any penalty for withdrawing?
2: Um, no, I I think that you can, I think it depends on what they're withdrawing the funds for, but, um, I think you can use it, for example, like if you're going to put a down payment on a house, you can, I think you can probably use it to pay for, um, education expenses. Um, you can definitely use it for retirement. I mean, what do you, I guess it, I guess it depends on what you want them to be able to do with the money. Um, but in terms of like when they have access to it, I think it, I think they get access to it when they turn 18. And then you kind of like give the keys to them and they can go forth. They could roll it over into whatever they wanted to roll it over into. Okay.
1: I like that custodial IRA. I'm going to do a little more digging because I've been asking myself. I'm like, Tiffany, you know better than to keep this into this low performing, um, even though it's Ally, but still low performing savings account. I've just been dragging my feet about where to put it,
2: you know? Yeah. I hear you. I mean, you could yeah. just open up, an uh, like, a custodial IRA somewhere, like, uh, wherever you have your brokerage account, and then, you know, you can always roll it over, um, it, or they could always roll it over when they, we finally have access to it. As long as you roll it over to another IRA, it should be fine, like, if they don't like the company or something like that.
1: Okay. I like that. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Our
2: That'd friends nice. have, like, 529 plans, that so we just put the money there because that's where they want it to go, but, yeah, I yeah. think what you say makes sense, because, like... I mean, I guess, like, they're assuming college is always going to be really expensive, but what if you don't need all the money?
1: Exactly. Or just, like, what if, because, like, I'm pretty sure Supergirl is going to go, but, like, the baby is too. Like, you know, in 16 years, people might be going to, like, do, like, college might not be the thing that it is now. You know what I mean? Yeah, And I just don't want to lock them in to like, oh, you know what, instead, or what if like my nephew is like 16 and like this super genius and he wants to start a company. I don't want him to not to be able to say, you know, I really like to use this money to invest in my company. Okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, why don't you, you could also do CDs, like a long-term CD. Like if you really don't want, like if you know, they're not going to touch it until, you know, 10, 15 years from now, you can put in mm-hmm. CDs that might earn more than a, I know my grandma put mine in like a, I don't even know what it was, back when savings bonds had rate, had like you could earn something on a savings bond. Mm-hmm. And then I got it when I, I forget how old I was. I think must have like high school graduation or something. Um, but yeah, that, that, I feel like a CD might, maybe that's like the, maybe that's like the, even the middle ground. If you don't want to lock it up until they're 59 and a half, you know, in an IRA, or if it, until they go to college, then maybe you can just do like CDs just so you're earning them a little bit more.
1: I wonder, though, with the CD, because, you know, like how I I contribute 50 bucks a month. Mm
2: -hmm. I
1: wonder how that works. Like, can I do I add money? Do I have to get a CD every month? You know what I mean?
2: Oh, can you continue adding money? Good question. I don't don't know.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a good question to ask. I'm going to sit down with um. Maybe I'll just even call like Ally just to see, like just to get a base, because that is a good idea. Because, you know, you're right, though, because if you're going to save money for for little ones in your life, you want to maximize your interest because they can actually take advantage like all the stuff that you said i wish i knew this when i was younger you get to do it for someone who is
2: younger exactly exactly But
1: yeah so brown break from these from using all tricking up all your money black friday get something (laughs) that you've been like having your eye on but make your list for the people that you want to buy things for and try not to just get stuff just to get stuff like oh but it's on sale but you're not really saving if you weren't gonna buy it anyway but no judgment no judgment but a side eye (laughs)
2: Yeah. I'm just going to hide. I'm not going anywhere Black Friday. It's a nightmare. Um, I, the one thing I do allow myself to do is Black Friday always has really good clothing sales, like online. So I will, like, get new jeans. That's my new jean day. I don't know how, why jeans are so important. But anyway, that's my one allowance. Um, yeah, so my brown break is also going to be um, holiday-themed. And I was thinking back um, about one of the mistakes I made. I used to work at Kohl's, for those of you. I don't think I've mentioned that before when I was in college. And they used to pressure us to like sell. I worked at the Gap and at Kohl's. And I was like one of the top sales reps because I could get anybody to open up a Kohl's charge or a gap card. They were yeah. like, Yeah, I was like really good at it. I had no idea what the hell I was telling them. But I was like, Yeah, open up this gap card. You get 15% off today. It's amazing. Your hair looks great. You look fabulous. Those jeans look amazing on you. Of course you want a gap card. Just keep these good vibes going. And I would open up like dozens of Gap cards per month and they would reward us for it. You would get like pizza. You would get a little cash bonus depending on how many cards you would sell people on. Um, And the Gap and Kohl's both did this. And it wasn't until obviously I grew up and, you know, started writing about personal finance and learning more about like the products out there that I realized how freaking terrible retail store cards are. And I was like, oh, snap, so many times I put people on this (laughs) path toward destruction. (laughs) I had no idea. Like I myself opened up a Kohl's charge card in college and it was like a very small limit. It was like $600 and I would just like charge stuff there and I was like, man, why is – and I would be paying the minimum balance. And one day I looked at my account and it was more than $600 because financing charges were like – the APR when I was in school was 26.99% which is crazy. And I think you save, what, 10% when you open up the card. But if you're like saving 10% today and you're going to carry a balance and then you're going to get charged 26%, 27% almost like the next month, it makes no sense. Yeah, But I feel like, I mean, I just want you to be on – anyone who's going shopping on Black Friday or whatever, anytime really, because they're always pushing credit cards, just think about it before you – take the like you take take the carrot that they're dangling in front of you. Like, is it really gonna be worth that ten percent off if one, I'm gonna ding my credit score by applying for this, and two, I'm not gonna be able to pay off the balance and I'm just gonna get dragged for the next ten months or however long, you know, with these interest charges before you sign up. And also, I apologize for the what I contributed to this. <laughs> can you tell I have a guilty conscience about
1: like, I know Betty was like I was the top life destroyer <laughs> I was well, like, because you have you still have like a baby face so you probably just like oh my gosh look at this cute girl honey you know what I'm gonna apply you're like okay great
2: <laughs> once or twice you'd get the sassy customer to be like you don't even know what you're selling do you like you know like the woke the, the yes, woke mom that
1: is me I am the <laughs>
2: Customer. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah.
1: So my sister used to always be like, like whenever we go out, she's like, oh god. And like when someone's like, would you like to sign up for a credit card? She's always like, oh god, please.
2: You and if the I say wrong no, one.
1: and if they push it, I'm like, she's asking for it. Then I'm like, ma'am, do you know that every time you ask somebody to apply for one of these cards, they could potentially lose up to 30 points, depending on how many cards they've applied for before, and that these store cards, their interest rates are ridiculous, and you're actually destroying their financial future. She. And then I always felt so bad afterwards because they're always looking like, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you think about that next time you sign somebody up for a card. Have a nice day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mic drop. Yep. <Yeah. laughs> yep. All right. Should we do some questions?
1: Yes, questions.
2: Quicker questions. So we have a good question today. And if you guys want to submit a question, you can go to brandambitionpodcast dot com. Or hit us up on Gmail at Podcast at gmail.com or Facebook or LinkedIn or Smoke Signal, whatever. Um, Today's question comes from – doesn't want to be named. So I just read um, a post about Shonda Rhimes. I'm just going to say her name is Shonda. So here's Shonda's question. First of all, thank you for the podcast. You're welcome. She says, I'm currently stuck between a hard and a rock place. A heart. I just read that completely wrong. (laughs) That was me. I'm sorry, Shonda. You didn't write it wrong. I'm just tired. Okay, sorry. Her question is about um, voluntary repossessions on her car. So, okay. She says, I'm currently stuck between a rock and a hard place. I'm a single mother of a special needs child. His medical expenses are getting more expensive daily. Unfortunately, I don't qualify for any assistance due to my income. I'm at a point in which I'd like to purchase a house. My dilemma is that I can't save any money due to my almost $600 car note. I can't get it refinanced because the balance is too high. My question is do you recommend a voluntary repossession of my car? I'm a member of a credit union that will finance Excuse me. I'm a member of my credit union that will finance a new car. My concern is that I will have a repossession on my credit report that will hinder me from purchasing a home. I'm looking into purchasing using the NACA program, which is a little more lenient, but how bad will a what is that National Association of Credit I need to look that up. Anyway, how bad will repossession look on my credit report? Um, I'm out of options. Thanks in advance. St- oh, she called her. She signed it stuck.
1: Oh well. Poor shot. Can I share that when I met Superman, he had this big old beautiful Denali. It was whatever that new year was. And his co-signer was none other than his lovely ex-girlfriend, who you can imagine, I was thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Superman, um, because he didn't have me in his life, his car payment, Mandy, if you can imagine, was $900 a month. Yikes. And I was like, huh? How? I I honestly don't know where he, like, I don't know. He went to the dealership, um, and I'm assuming that he got um, financing through the dealership. Honestly, I don't know. $900 a month. And the reason why he felt comfortable paying 900, because where he worked, um, um, he he actually got rent for free. So he wasn't paying to live because he was like on call, like, you know, so he was like, because he um, uh, was like on call, like handyman. So he was like, hey, I live for free. I can get this big, shiny new car. He didn't have great credit. So they probably finagled. You know how it is. They twist and turn and they finagle and you get a co signer and somehow you get to 900 whole dollars a month and I remember being like I never even heard of that before and then I was like so on top of that you're paying insurance so you're paying a full mortgage payment for this brand new big truck that you're driving so like aside from the the fact that she was a co-signer I was like something has to give and I remember he fought me it that first because he was like no I can afford it it's not like I have to pay rent I said but one day you might then how will you afford both and thankfully, you know, it was more so the girlfriend thing that made him give it up. Because I was like, I can't be your girlfriend. And this girlfriend is cosigned because she's using it as a reason to stay in your life. And that's not happening. And so he voluntarily um, had his card repoed um, and uh, he had to pay the balance. I forget what it was. Um, I think maybe it was just a few thousand dollars. So you want to you want to see there's two ways you can do it. You can either give the car back to, you know, the dealership or wherever you got it, or you could see if you can sell it, um, um, for an amount that's even more than what you, you would give it back to. So if you could find somebody, let's just say, um, they say the car is, um, you owe 15,000 and the, if you give the car back and they say that they'll, um, take, they'll give you 10, that means you're going to owe five, but let's just say you're able to sell it for 12 and obviously that's, that's probably a better look. That way you can then give that $12,000 back to whoever you owe it to. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I don't believe, did he sell his? No, I think he just like voluntarily gave it back and just paid off the balance. Um, And did it affect his credit? Yes, but honestly, not that long. I mean, you're not going to be able to buy a house in, like, six months if that's what you're looking for, um, you know, because he did all these other things to raise his credit um, up with my help, like, you know, pay down your credit cards, pay on time, all this kind of stuff. And so his credit score is well in the mid-700s, and, you know, that was maybe, like, I don't know, like, but it it got to the mid-700s maybe like a year or so after him giving back the car. So it was worth it because, sure enough, a year later – They were like, yeah, we no longer need you to be on call. You have to pay right now. And I was like, "Mm, you're welcome. And now we're married. (laughs) Yeah, you never... Right,
2: you may be able to just afford it now, but you never know what's going to happen. Yes. Um, The one thing I'll add to that is that... um, uh, what was the one thing I was going to add to that? Oh, okay, so she asks, she's she's concerned, so she wants to buy a house. She's wondering if this is going to hurt her credit. But another thing to consider is that your debt to income ratio is a huge factor in determining whether or not a lender will approve you for a mortgage. And if you have this massive car note on your on your income, or sorry, on your debt sheet, um, or whatever the lender looks at, this is going to hurt you probably just as much as a credit score, a low credit score would, um, if not more. I would say. Um, So I would say that's just all the more um, encouragement to get rid of the debt as soon as possible. And I mean I don't know how you're going to save for a down payment if you've also got this $600 car note Mm -hmm. that you say you can't afford. So I think getting this car off your back as soon as you can, as wisely as you can, is probably the right answer. Um, she She says, I can't get it refinanced because the balance is too high. That's probably because the um, the remaining balance on her car note is worth more than the car. Um, mm. I think that if you are if you take the loss, um, which you're going to have to do either way. If you sell the car, if you get it repossessed voluntarily, you'll have to take a loss and owe the lender something left over. Yeah. Um, if you if you another option is maybe get a loan from a friend or a family member to maybe pay it off enough so that you can refinance or pay you know help you cover the balance of whatever is left after a voluntary repo um or after you sell the car it's just it's like there's not going to be a a nice neat sort of like answer here where you're going to end up with no debt at the end of it but yeah I, I feel like the sooner you do this the better um than keeping this really expensive car note um i guess the next question is like Getting it repossessed or selling it—I mean, how is she going to get around after that? She'll have to. She'll have to get another car. Take the prof Take the profit from whatever you sell the car for, and buy a car that's less than that. I guess
1: there might not even be a profit, so you have to think about that. Like, what does it look like? So what? Oh, that's end true. Having-
2: yeah, yeah. She's underwater. Yeah, got gotcha. You know,
1: so we only had one car for a while as a result and then he saved up some money i think and ended up buying a car like a like a you know a used car for 3500 that he drove for a while it wasn't ideal but it was like it was cash but you know that took a little while and thankfully we had a two two car household so it it was it wasn't super easy but it wasn't like impossible so you want to ask yourself that as well because what you don't want to do because this is what they'll often suggest is like oh well, we'll we could, you know, we could roll you over into a different car and you're still going to owe, mm-hmm. you know? So don't let them convince you of that. Uh, and or trade it. it in.
2: That's like the same thing, right? Trading yep. in.
1: And don't try to convince you of that. And, and you don't want to be repossessed either because you can't afford it. Like like voluntarily, like um, giving your car back, it's, it's, it's not great, but it's still better than for them to come and take it because you you miss payments.
2: Yeah. It's a really common problem today, so don't feel bad, Shonda. Yeah,
1: it is. Um,
2: And thanks for submitting your question.
1: Any other
2: questions? I think we'll end it there. We have 11 minutes. (laughs) I'm trying to get you those cookies, man.
1: So for those of you who don't know, I'm trying to get to my vegan cookies from um, Whole Foods and Whole Foods closes, you know, not soon, but soon enough. So I told Mandy, I've kind of got a hard stop for a good reason because these vegan cookies have been on my mind and I'm babysitting my niece tomorrow. She's seven months and I feel like I'm going to need a cookie break at some point. So I want to be prepared.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Babysitting tips by Tiffany.
1: Yes. (laughs) have cookies on hand.
2: Oh, man. Uh, luckily, no one's asked me to babysit. They're small infants, so more power to you. I mean, she's your niece, so you kind of signed up for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man! All right. How about some wins?
1: Yes, Lord. So, do you want to go first?
2: I'd love to go first. I need to throw. I need to throw a shout out to a, a, a fellow Mandy in the world. You don't see them too often. Um, so, I read this story about this entrepreneur named Mandy Bowen Bowman. Sorry, Bowman. Um, who wanted to make buying Black a lot easier. I know we got this question a while back, like, do you recommend shopping or how do you find, like, we want to support minority-owned businesses, Black-owned businesses, but, like, how do we find them? Um, This young lady um, has created an app called the Official Black Wall Street, which is an app that will alert you when you're nearby any Black-owned businesses. Um, And, of course, the whole emphasis is that she wants to give um, quality businesses more exposure and to help customers spend their money within the black community and I just thought this was awesome so shout out to Mandy
1: yes Mandy you're right you don't see too many Mandy's out there in the world so my shout out actually goes to a fellow wave member her name is Yvonne OG aka Molly from insecure whoop whoop hey girl um, she just got nominated for an NAACP award
2: they all did
1: they didn't they? Did, yes. Didn't I did Issa
2: too. and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I just saw that. Through, awesome.
1: Yeah. So I just was like, whoop, 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 whoop. Just to see, like, you know, just, I got to, like, I mean, of course we're connected via our WhatsApp chat, but to like, you know, because I never met her in person, although we were just cool online. Um, and so just to kind of like hear her story and she's awesome. Like she, I didn't realize that she really started her career as a comedian and she's doing way more stand up and stuff now. Um, so, um, I think she's doing something at the Barclays Center and Caroline's and stuff like that. But just to see her like evolution, it's just dope to see and just how chill and how cool and how funny as heck she was. And so just to, you know, I just want to give a little shout. I didn't realize they all did, but either way, hey, Waves Girl, congratulations to you and to your whole cast because, um, Insecure certainly deserves it. I love that you are collectively changing the conversation about you know what it is to be like brown you know that we have regular lives it doesn't always have to be filled with strife and crime and this and that you know what I mean like insecure is just like regular life happening you know I love
2: it I miss it so much. I was just thinking how much I missed it um the other day when I was watching looking for something to watch I can't wait for it to come back love it um yeah and so did Lena Waith from um uh, She's that one. She's the, uh, the the writer who wrote the episode of Master of None that won the what did they win the Golden Globe for the episode about um, coming out to your family at Thanksgiving, and they were nominated for NAACP Award too. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, insecure.
1: Hey, insecure. <sighs> I feel good. I feel very well (laughs) rested. No, because
2: (laughs) I know you did seem a little haggard the last episode. (laughs) I
1: was so haggard. I mean, like thank goodness, like you know, Patrice was just awesome. But like before that, like the last couple of weeks, I have been like, I don't know my name. Who am I? And I feel like this has been the first time in a few weeks that I'm like, you know what? I mean, there is a lot of work to do, but I don't feel like I am literally sinking in quicksand. I feel like you know, it's gonna get done. I can't wait because all day tomorrow is just me and the baby. And I had a choice between my two-year-old nephew or my seven-month-old th- seven baby. And I wasn't sure. Which would you have chosen?
2: Uh, uh, two Seven-month-old seven baby.
1: That's what I was thinking. I was like, ooh, because he's fun because we play. But then he never stops.
2: Yeah, the, the two-year-olds, <laughs> they can run. They can pull things down. They can stick their fingers into sockets. Like, they're <laughs> yeah. a hazard
1: and then but then the baby you never know she's a happy baby but then you're like oh but what if she ends up being fussy because then they never stop crying and you're like what do i do
2: just keep feeding her
1: yeah so i just said you know what i'm gonna take my because at least there's definitely naps in the horizon with her with him he's like i refuse to sleep so yeah so i'll you know give you guys a little update on that you know um how that went if i survive and we could talk about thanksgiving oh yeah happy thanksgiving everybody You know, this will be out right before. Enjoy and eat to your heart's
2: content. Yes, ma'am. Happy Thanksgiving. Forget your diets. I know I have. Mm,
1: I can't even eat. I can't even eat meat. I'm afraid of what my stomach will do to me, but I certainly will
2: smell it. Turkey's not (laughs) worth it. Keep on with your veganism.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we've made it. Cookies for me. Okay.
2: (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Go check us out on Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes. Tell your husband, tell your wife, tell your friends about the show. Thank you for your support. Yes.
0: Go get your cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.